And just like that, it's Friday. Welcome to Newsmax Daily for June 2nd, 2023. As if Friday isn't enough, today is National Donut Day. Spell it either way, it still says delicious. National Donut Day actually began all the way back in 1938 as a fundraiser for Salvation Army volunteers who were distributing donuts to servicemen during the war. Krispy Kreme, Dunkin', Shipley's, Tim Hortons, most other donut places, all having specials today or free donuts, and you can't beat that. Today is also National Fish and Chips Day, which actually commemorates a simple yet delicious meal of the UK's working class, which is now enjoyed throughout Europe, the United States, Canada, maybe other places around the world as well. And people around the world today, including other world leaders, watching the highlight or low light of President Biden falling on stage yesterday at the Air Force Academy commencement in Colorado. More from Greg Kelly. That's a big problem. It is at the Air Force Academy today. I know the mainstream media, they are burying this, ignoring it, brushing it off, but it's a big deal. And I'm sorry, did you hear? Was that a round of applause? Was that a big cheer when he went down? Was this a, I hope not, I don't think so, but was this a let's go Brandon type thing? Oh, all right. Look, that's tough. I don't want to see it. It's not good for America. It's not good for the presidency. It's not good for Joe Biden. And like I've said before, he's not going to be able to finish his presidency. He must resign. He's not up to it mentally, physically. Everybody knows it. But so many are pretending that this is normal or that this is not happening. That's Greg Kelly, host of Greg Kelly Reports. The White House later saying the president simply tripped and is doing well. If you didn't see it, it happened after his speech as he turned to walk away. He tripped over a sandbag or something that I guess was holding something down on stage. And during the speech... Class of 2023. All right, man, you better. This is a day... You've worked hard to reach. All right, men. Then he kind of shifts gears a bit because, oh yeah, there's a lot of women graduating as well. And congratulations to the class of 2023. President Trump was asked about it. You got to be careful about that because you don't you don't want that. Even if you have to tiptoe down a ramp, you got to tip. Referencing the time he was criticized by the media and by Joe Biden when he tiptoed down the ramp at the West Point commencement. This is Trump campaigned in Iowa on Thursday. I think it's the most dangerous point in the history of our country. I don't think we've ever been at a point like this. And uh, we have a leader in particular. We have a leader that really that uh, is not respected. We have a leader that doesn't, uh, they don't even return their phone calls. They don't even return their phone. They returned our calls off very quickly. They don't even return their phone calls, no respect. And now you have China getting together with Russia and Iran, North Korea. Uh, you see what's happening with whole, even Saudi Arabia now is aligned with China. That was something that would have been impossible, impossible. But you look at it uh, and you look at what's happened in just a short period of time. And three years ago, think of all the things we had. We had rebuilt our military, created Space Force, even Right to Try, where people could, who were terminally ill, people that were ill could use our medicines that won't be approved for five years, but medicines with great promise. We've saved thousands and thousands of lives with that. 
But you, uh, you look at... Donald Trump's arrival in Iowa coming a day after Ron DeSantis. You know, one of our opponents, they were, uh, they were out there saying that uh, we can be there eight years and it takes eight years. No, it takes six months to fix it or less. If you have to, if you have to rely, if you have to rely on somebody that needs eight years to fix it, then he's the wrong guy. He's the wrong guy. You don't need, you don't need four years either. And then you hand it off, you do a great job, you hand it off to somebody with our values for another eight years or four years or whatever it is. But uh, he's going around saying, oh, well, I can serve for eight years. It takes eight years to fix it. No, he made a big mistake. Uh, just like you don't change your name in the middle of a uh, election. Change his name in the middle of the election. You don't do that. You do it before or after, but ideally you don't do it at all. I liked it before anyway. I liked his name better before. I don't like the name change. Should we tell him that? Uh, but uh, most people don't know what I mean. No, he's actually sort of changed the name. Let's uh, a syllabolic, they call it. He wants a syllabolic name. But uh, we are doing really well. We're just uh, up on everybody. You have people coming into the race. You know, they're polling at 1%, 2%. I don't know what they're doing. They, they must know something. They're not, they're not very, some are stupid. I know actually some of them are pretty stupid. <laughs> but... But uh, she says they're running for cabinet. See, they're not that stupid, I think. <laughs> running for cabinet. They say they're running for VP, right? They're running for VP in cabinet. Maybe they are. But some of, them, uh, some of them won't happen, that I can tell you. Donald Trump campaigning in Des Moines, Iowa on Thursday. And who will be his running mate? Would it be one of the now many challengers? Will it be a woman? More on Trump's visit to Iowa from Newsmax senior correspondent John Huddy on American Agenda. The battle uh, in the race to 2024 and for Iowa specifically has certainly started with both, as you mentioned, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and former President Trump courting voters in the Hawkeye State. Now, Mr. Trump arrived Wednesday uh, and has had a number of events both yesterday and today, including speaking earlier today at the Westside Conservative Club in Urbandale at the Machine Shed Restaurant, kind of well-known restaurant there uh, in the Des Moines suburb, tackling subjects and talking about things including the economy, China, the ongoing border crisis, uh, fentanyl flooding into the country, and election integrity. But last night, Mr. Trump was on the Simon Conway radio show in Iowa, where he once again took some shots at Governor DeSantis, calling him disloyal by taking him on after uh, Mr. Trump talked about his support and getting, uh, as he said, Ron DeSanctimonious, one of the monikers for the governor, elected to the governorship. Here's in part what former President Trump said. Listen here. Maybe one of the things that people like about me is that I do fight. You know, how would you like it if I came out and I just wimped around and told you, oh, gee, he's a wonderful person. I don't like what he did. I think it's a very terrible thing what he did. And I don't think the many people that listen to your show or the people in Iowa or the people in this country like it either. And I think that's why he's uh, crashing in the polls. He's actually crashing. Now, former President Trump also met with uh, faith leaders in Iowa during his visit today. And the trip not only kicked off what is likely to be many more visits to Iowa on the road and the race to 2024, but also seemingly intensified the ongoing rivalry with Governor DeSantis, a one-time ally, now political foe, who's been relatively, Bob and Katrina, reserved about responding to Mr. Trump's attacks until now, saying he will counterpunch and fight back. 
Trump in Iowa yesterday, and I have talked about both men being real fighters and real winners. So it is going to be a very, very heated next 17 months or so. And it's not really a good thing for the Republican Party, right? Whose ultimate goal, regardless of the nominee, is to win the general election. Again, that's Newsmax senior correspondent John Huddy on Thursday's edition of American Agenda, which also included commentary from former Georgia Congressman Doug Collins. Congressman, I'll start with you. What are your thoughts about how this is unfolding? I've yet to see the magic issue or words that unlock those people who seem committed to former President Trump to go to the the DeSantis side. Right. I think there's a couple of things at play here that I've noticed. Number one is is Donald Trump has to continue to build on the support that he has, a very solid, you know, depending on where you're at, 35, 45, depending on percent of these voters, and make sure that they stay in the camp. It's up to uh, DeSantis to actually peel them away at the same time of attacking Trump by not turning them off. But one thing I noticed, and I just noticed it starting in the last little bit, this is the kind of campaign Donald Trump wants. Donald Trump, I think, struggled some in 2020 because he didn't have to go through that primary. He wasn't fighting all the time. Now he's back in his element. He loves this. This is where he gets uh, you know, excitement and, and joy. He loves playing, going with people. He loves playing on words. He loves playing on emotions. And this will be the interesting thing to see if he continues this pattern of, of out there, that retail politics, how uh, Ron DeSantis and the others in the race actually respond to it. But actually, I've watched his face over the last couple of weeks in these events, and it's a different uh, campaigner than I've seen even three or three months ago. That's former Georgia Congressman Doug Collins. And back in Washington, the Senate followed the House on voting to suspend the debt ceiling, sending the bill to President Biden's desk. Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. We will not be passing the hard rights extreme agenda, virtually no part of it. And that is thanks to the Senate and House Democrats and to President Biden. The hard right. Well, at least he didn't say extreme. The extreme MAGA, the extreme radical Republicans. He and his party are the ones always using the divisive language. Earlier in the week, I featured Rob Schmidt's interview with true fiscal conservative Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky. Here's what he had to say last night. The Biden-McCarthy debt deal will do nothing to avert the looming debt crisis a debt deal that creates no limits to the debt accumulation over two years is not fiscally responsible and should be rejected. It was either Monday or Tuesday's podcast after the weekend vote by the House to send the bill to the Senate that Rob interviewed Rand Paul. And again, I would encourage you to go back and listen to that podcast, especially the Rand Paul interview. I think it may have been on Monday, even though it was Memorial Day. I did do a podcast that day. The Senate last night voting 63 to 36, which brings a close to the big political showdown that actually began all the way back in January, or actually it began right after the midterms and still the Republicans came up short. The same Republicans in the House that are investigating President Biden, his son Hunter, and other Biden family members now, the same Republicans that are taking on the FBI and the DOJ. More from Chris Salcedo, who spoke with Tom Fitton, president of Judicial Watch. Tom, it's always great to see you. You know, FBI is clearly 
protecting Joe Biden here. And now the agency is reportedly leaking that the source for the document is Rudy Giuliani. The left is claiming that that somehow discredits the investigation. By the way, Giuliani was right about Hunter Biden's laptop, while all of you folks on the left lied about it. Tom, how troubling is it that FBI that, that feels empowered to, to dictate to Congress, number one? And how troubling is it that the Republicans voted to increase funding to a clearly compromised agency? Yeah, there's been no check put in place on the FBI, despite the Durham report uh, and despite all sorts of other evidence of misconduct by the agency and the Justice Department that it's a part of uh, to target Trump uh, improperly while protecting improperly Hillary and in this case, Joe and probably Hunter Biden, if, uh, you know, past evidence sheds any light on this new document showing or alleging that Biden was involved with bribery involving a foreign national. And the document's there. Right. Grassley and Comer know it's there. Ray admitted it's there. Now, Ray has all sorts of reasons why the FBI want to turn this information over. None of it is, quote, legal, <laughs> uh, a legal basis to withhold it, uh, to, uh, contrary to a congressional subpoena. Uh, so the question is, is the Justice Department now, assuming that the House of Representatives votes Comey in, in contempt, excuse me, Ray in contempt, Freudian slip there. Uh, will there uh, be a mm. Justice Department criminal prosecution of this case? And, you know, we know where that's going to go. And I would ask, is Ray's position informed or based on the advice or with the approval of Garland? So the question for the House is, should they expand this contempt investigation? And I think there has to be an investigation even separately from what the Justice Department might do with it, uh, because the Justice Department may be conflicted here. Uh, is Garland behind yeah. this as well? Uh, I, don't, I can't imagine they've yeah. gotten into this fight with Congress without Garland being involved in it somehow. No, I'm with you. And you know what? I don't know why DOJ or FBI would change their illegal behavior, because uh, in response to their illegal behavior, the, the Republicans said, hey, let us give you some more money. Chris Salcedo with Tom Fitton, president of Judicial Watch on The Chris Salcedo Show. And Republican Senator Lindsey Graham spoke with Eric Bowling about the death threat made against him by Russia. Earlier this week, Russia issued an arrest warrant for Senator Lindsey Graham following his strong comments made about the war in Ukraine while visiting Ukrainian President Zelensky. But does that worry him? Well, South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham joins me now to respond. I heard you say, bring it on, Putin. What, what, what do you tell our, by the way, Putin, you know, he's a karate man. You got to be careful. Yeah. Yeah, I do, I guess. But let's put it this way. My chance of getting a fair trial in Moscow would be like Trump being tried in San Francisco. I don't like my chances. So, uh, yeah, this is freedom, right? We live in a free country. You can criticize me. I can criticize Biden. We can all criticize Trump. But what was my crime? I spoke truth to power. I said his invasion of Ukraine was illegal and brutal. He's a war criminal and they want to put me in jail. So uh, uh, God bless freedom. Yeah. And, and Senator uh, Dmitry Medvedev, who was a, a, a president of Russia <laughs> yeah. in between Putin's two permanent terms, yeah. I guess. You know, he went after you. I, I, he even used some terms, words like yeah. uh, assassinate or kill U.S. senators. What's your response to Russia? Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm not going to be deterred from speaking truth to power. You know, I want the war in Ukraine to end. I don't want a war with China. I, you know, we, we screwed up Afghanistan that enticed Putin to invade. And let me just tell your listeners, uh, if Putin gets away with invading Ukraine, he will not stop. No American soldiers are involved in this war, and I want to keep it that way. Let's make sure Ukraine can drive Putin out. If that happens, China is less likely to invade Taiwan. So they're trying to silence me. Can you imagine living in Russia and being worried about what you say? We live in a, a democracy where you can speak truth to power. So I'm not going to be deterred. I'm not going to be intimidated. I think it's in our national security interest, Eric, to give weapons and technology to Ukraine. Let them do the fighting. Let them push Putin out. And that will make the world a safer place. And that is pretty much the theory behind all of the military support to Ukraine. I won't even say pretty much. That is the theory behind the worldwide support of Ukraine, aside for the humanitarian reasons. The world's philosophy is let's help bring down Russia without actually fighting Russia. Barney Fife. I mean, Lindsey Graham on Eric Bowling. There is another big story today involving the U.S. Air Force, aside from the president's slip and fall at the Air Force Academy commencement speech. This involves AI, which is going to be the focus of many, many big stories to come. According to the Air Force, in a test run, a test run, an AI-enabled drone killed its human operator in a simulation to override a possible no order stopping it from completing its mission. The Air Force Chief of AI Test and Operations, which must be a really cool job, revealed at a news conference that in the simulation, the AI-controlled drone was getting points for killing simulated targets and killed its human operator that was perceived as a threat to the drone completing its mission. Super scary stuff. Again, this was not a live test. No actual human was harmed, but this is crazy. And I remind you, it was only a week or two ago that Elon Musk, hash, leave Elon alone, inside joke for you new listeners, Musk said, AI is the biggest threat to mankind. Something to definitely, definitely think about. Scary. By the way, the uh, stock market rallying a bit today after the uh, debt ceiling vote in the Senate last night. And no buy, sell, or hold recommendation, but uh, shares of Elon Musk's Tesla continue to rally as well. I don't know, up about 20 bucks or so in the last couple of weeks. All right, if you are not already watching Newsmax, for whatever reason, it is available on most major cable systems like Comcast, Cox Cable, DirecTV, Dish, AT&T, Spectrum, and many others. It's also available on your favorite platforms like Apple TV, Amazon, Roku, and others. And as I always remind you, make sure that you download the Newsmax app. It's free. It's easy to get on your smartphone. You can watch your favorite shows anywhere, anytime you want in the Newsmax app. Plus, stay up to date with all the breaking news. Thank you for listening to Newsmax Daily. I'm Tony Marino. Have a fan fantastic and safe weekend yes it is the weekend again and keep on fighting the good fight news breaks every minute every day you need the app the newsmax app find it free on your smartphone store then watch us anytime anywhere